It's after I cut the squash right open. The two halves split and quartered there on the cutting board. After the paintbrushes are washed out, after the pawns of the chess game are all returned to their squares, after the potatoes are baked and served, the dinner plates are pushed back empty. The farmer splits the word right open then, and that's when I'm cut to the quick. First, I thank my God. That's what it reads right there in Romans 1. The farmer reads it slow, which should always come first in everything. And Paul writes more, peels back the hot holiness of God. I hold it there in my hand, the holy words that hollow me out. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. So God gave them over to a depraved mind, so that they do what ought not to be done. Romans 1, 18-21 and 28 The light fills all the drinking cups still on the table. I can feel its warmth on the nape of my neck. Spring coming. The heat of it melting everything cold. One of the best writers I've read, and a kind friend, pastor, and fellow Canadian, Mark Buchanan, asked the most critical questions of them all. What initially sparks God's anger? What is the root sin, the molten core of wickedness and godlessness that convinces God to turn us over? Isn't that what we have to figure out? It's right there in Romans 1. It's not the sinfulness you'd think it'd be. It's the thanklessness that we do. It's our thanklessness that first stirs the full wrath of God. The beginnings of Genesis and Romans 1 pivot on the same point. Eve's thanklessness for all God does give and her resentfulness of the one fruit he doesn't give This is the catalyst of the fall, which Romans 1 confirms. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Our fall is always first a failure to give thanks. The pride of thanklessness always comes before the fall. God makes himself plain, and there's no excuse. But they did not give him thanks. I have done this. And just this morning, there, spooning potatoes, the house upended with ridiculously messy and wondrous living, paint smeared on a shirt across a table, 
the chess loser in loud tears, the stringy innards of squash all over the counter. Instead of falling on my knees in thanks, I fall into sin and anger. When I refuse to give God thanks, God lets our very lives become refuse. I'd do well to stitch it into the fabric of me, a lack of doxology leads to depravity. This is what Buchanan discovers in Scripture right there in Romans. The heart of wickedness and godlessness is that, a refusal to glorify God.